This is the Gospel for Life. We're starting over. We're so... <laughs> we are so glad that you joined us today. This is Radio Purgatory. For every 15 minutes that you listen here, you can erase one hour of bad listening experience anywhere else. Which, which is partly the first couple minutes of <laughs> our <much>. introduction. <laughs> That's the you bad radio part. You embarrassed. I, I, I think this is penance for you. I, I'm pretty sure. So this is where we hit the reset button. You are listening to the Gospel for Life. Welcome right. to our show. That's Around right. the table with me is Jonathan Van Hugen from Dayspring Reformed Church, Josh Bales from The Well, Hugh Orr from yes. Riverside, Riverside. Riverside in Emmett, Idaho, and I am Russ Herman from Cloverdale United Reformed Church, and it is so good to have you with us. It is. Um, if you're listening to us you must believe in the perseverance of the saints. That's right. Because you are persevering through us. <laughs> so we welcome you to the show. We have been dealing with this topic for the last couple of days um, from Paul David Tripp's book, Do You Believe? Um, a helpful book in helping us apply doctrine to life. And, and today we want to specifically get to why does this doctrine matter mm. um, day by day, moment by moment, to how we live? That's right. Um, so how, maybe, is, how has it changed your life knowing that? That's, that's right. right. I'll just ask that question around the table. How has that changed your life knowing about the perseverance of the saints? That's right. I think, I think for me, it's just given me incredible comfort. Um, I know my own heart. I know that I sin on a regular basis. I mean, you you guys are front row to this on a regular, uh, yeah. weekly basis anyway. Um, but, I mean, goodness, I, I'm impatient with my wife. I'm impatient with my kids. Uh, I have sins of pride. I have uh, sins of despair. And um, I know that though I have sinned against God, He loves me still. Um, at the end of the day, perseverance isn't some automatic thing. Um, I'm preserved by God because He loves me. And um, it, it's not just a doctrine, it's a relational commitment. Like we said several days ago, this is a covenant that God um, holds us in, and he, he, he has sealed that covenant in his own blood, and he has um, written his name on it, and he's sworn it according to his holy name. And so this, this doctrine gives me regular comfort. It's not theoretical. This is perhaps the most... Um, Boots on the ground doctrine. I think um, in my in my faith, I have five children, and I, I think over the years of of raising those those children, my youngest now is is fifteen. So most of my children are in adulthood or or right there. Um, I think I can say that the number one thing that my children needed was to know that their mom and I loved them. And that that love was not dependent upon what they did or didn't do. They didn't earn our affection. They had our affection. They had our love. And that that is what allowed them to live lives of security. Um, and I would say that that's what this doctrine has done for me with regard to my faith. Mm -hmm. It gives me a sense of security. Um each day I can wake up and say, I am loved by the great triune God. I don't have to earn his love. I don't have to, I can't lose it. I, I have that sense of security. I'm forever a child of God. Um, and I, just what my children need is what I need. Because as Josh said, 
<laughs> we mess up more than we, than we 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 get it right. And if if you have a belief where you think, well, I can lose my salvation or I can lose the the, the love of 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 God, that you're going to be miserable. If my kids had to grow up in an environment where they were constantly having to earn my my affection, yeah. what an awful way to live. Yeah. Um and so for me it it's given me security. Um it allows me the freedom to live and even make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um because those mistakes don't have any uh eternal significance. There's a uh, passage in John's Gospel chapter 5 verse 24 Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. And that speaks to this idea of eternal security. You know, we've talked about once saved, always saved, which I don't think is a helpful or really good phrase to use. Perseverance of the saints, preservation of the saints, but eternal security, the fact that it's God that's holding me, that I do not have to, in my own power, bring myself to him. He has come to me, and he has me in his hand, and, and, and I can never be lost. And so it is, as all of you have said, a very comforting thing. And when we have uh, people in our own churches that struggle with assurance of salvation, I think this doctrine is just very helpful to point to them and point them to Christ, that it's not in them that their salvation depends, it's in him, and he has promised, and he is faithful. Amen. Yeah, I think for me, growing up um, in a broadly evangelical church, you know, you would go to these church camps every year. Um, you would see not only yourself, but others get saved every year. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, there are multiple times, you know, you were, you, you, you felt like you had, you were uh, saved and unsaved, saved and unsaved. Over and over again, uh, you know, you have theology that uh, talks about you know the the return of Christ and the rapture of the church and different things, and you know, am I going to be left behind? That kind of there was always these uh, haunting things, these fearful things that were taking place in my life because of that. Because I one, I was sensitive to the Lord, so you know, I what I should have understood was that that sensitivity was given to me by God. So I was sensitive to my sin. So I wanted to confess those things. But at what point was I outside of Christ? You know, was the question that I would have, you know, I, the, the fearful question I had. It wasn't until I understood these doctrines of grace, you know, I was, you know, fully convinced of my depravity, but, you know, that, that unconditional election that, it, you know, this, this, uh, particular redemption where I knew that he died for for my sins you know that and he had irresistibly drawn me and he would keep me those once I got that I had this overwhelming peace you know the the peace of God that passes all understanding mm-hmm. yeah guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus yeah. this was what was missing without it and this is what changed with it. Yeah. I think this also helps us to not only counsel ourselves as we've been going around the table, but counsel others. Um, it helps counsel people through sin. I, I remember I was walking in the supermarket one time and one of our um, 
our members called me up and she was crying uh, because she just was hit with waves of how selfish she was and and she just didn't know what to do. She was a little bit inconsolable. And and I said to her, I said, oh, honey, you're way worse than you think you are. And and Christ loves you. I mean, it's that couplet, right? Yeah. Christ loves you far more than you think. And she starts laughing because that's actually what she she needed to hear. She was just kind of getting caught up to to her sinful nature. And then this mm-hmm. doctrine, I I didn't use the words perseverance of the saints, but that's what's underneath yeah. it is the covenant love of God. And I said, oh oh, he knows. He already sees. He's you're you're way worse than that. And God loves you. He's still holding on to you. And it like. I mean, I'm not saying this is like a magic bullet for anyone who's, but but it worked for her, mm-hmm. and it was so helpful for her just to hear that 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 covenant love that God loves her with. Yeah, and I may have been getting the right messages growing up, but I was not. I, I actually, in my own experiences, I didn't have the the doctrine behind that. I didn't understand it. I, I, you know, I would. I was getting conflicting opinion all my life, and and it wasn't until I got to that understanding that not only you know that he that began a good work in me was going to make bring it to completion. I think this doctrine is vitally important for the difficulties that we go through in life. Um, this is, I think, the end of Romans eight. You know, this whole idea of what can separate us from the love of, of Christ? Nothing. And nothing. Hallelujah. The love of God in Christ Jesus. Um, and it's interesting that in this beautiful passage, Romans 8, 31 to 39, you have this, this you know, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to the slaughter. And I'm sure everybody reads Romans 8 and goes, and what is Paul doing? Why is that verse in there? That's really weird. That has nothing to do with what's going on in the pulpit or passage. And if you're like me, sometimes in the past, you just skip the verse because you're like, uh, that really disturbs the flow of the passage. Nice try, Paul, but swing and a miss. But what he's doing is he's going back to Psalm 44, and that psalm is about somebody who is saying, I have lived faithfully. I have done everything that I'm supposed to do, and yet God has brought awful things into my life. And and it says, all this has come upon us, though we have not forgotten you, and we have not been false to your covenant. Our heart is not turned back, nor our steps departed from your way. And God, where are you? It actually comes to the point where it says, awake, God, you're sleeping. And the psalm ends by saying, rise up, come to our help, redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. And what Paul is doing in Romans 8 is saying the answer to that that feeling of forsakenness that we have when we go through the difficult times of God is answered in and through Jesus Christ and his covenant love, which is forever. So even when you don't feel the closest of God, even when it feels like God is forsaken, even when you're saying, God, where are you? What God's response is, I am here, and there is nothing that can separate my love from my people. Mm. And it's the whole list that he gives in Romans 8. And I I think Mm -hmm. it's masterful. It's just beautiful biblical theology. And this is why we need to trust the word and not our feelings. Our feelings mm-hmm. are horrible indicators right. of, of reality. Right. You know, but go to the word. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Trust those promises. One and, of the one of the hymns we uh, sang last Sunday. You know, <clears throat> following our own confession uh, of sin and assurance was a hymn that was written by James Montgomery Boyce on on this passage, Roman mm-hmm. Romans eight. 
um, ask a series of questions, and then it ends with each uh, each stanza ends with an acclamation. Uh, nothing, hallelujah. What can separate my soul from the God who made me whole, wrote my name in heaven's scroll? So he's asking that question, what can separate me? Nothing, hallelujah. Mm. And, it, and it goes through uh, four more verses What's of that. What's the name of that song? It's, it's simply hallelujah. Um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, you know, so it goes on. Trouble, hardship, danger, sword, brought by those who hate my Lord, slander here. Or no reward? Can these things separate me? Nothing. Hallelujah. And it go each each verse is. We'll have to sing. I'll have to grab that one so we can sing it at church. Oh, it's a great one. It's a great hymn. My my wife was uh, telling me you can sing that one at my funeral. <laughs> it oh, it nice. is that wonderful. Gettys have a, a similar type of song, and he will hold me fast. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, and it's that same idea that there will be fears, there will be moments where you feel like you are are drifting, mm-hmm. and the sense of the song is, "No, he will hold you fast." When I fear my faith will fail, fail. Christ will hold me fast, yeah. and it's based upon His love. His covenant love that is sure. And that's really the heart of Romans 8. And it's really the what we hope that as you've been through these shows that you have, have heard, that it is the steadfast, faithful, covenant love of a triune God that keeps us till the very end. And that if you're in Christ, you're secure. Mm-hmm. And you can live in that in the fullness of that security. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. Hey, don't forget about our conference coming up October 21st and 22nd. It is our annual Reformation Boise Conference. This year we have Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas. The topic is on the church. Um, We hope that you can come. Just go to ReformationBoise.com. You can sign up for free, and we'll see you next time.